0: 93 WIBC, it's Terry Stacey. Amazing Indiana Music Stories organized by the Indiana Music History Project is on display at the Indiana State Library and joining us now is Rick Wilkerson. He is the executive director of the Indiana Entertainment Foundation, which manages the Indiana Music Project. Rick, it's so nice to have you with us. How are you? I'm
1: doing great. Thanks.
0: Thanks for being here. You know, I want to hear more about the Indiana Music Project. What is that?
1: Well, it's a, it's a long time coming. I mean, you, maybe 10 years ago, a group of us kind of recognized that there weren't or the history of Indiana musicians and of all, of all genres, um, but most notably the Indiana Avenue musicians, the jazz people uh, like Wes Montgomery and Freddie Hubbard and J.J. Johnson. People just don't know that they're from Indianapolis. So we decided to try to do something about that. And 10 years later, here we are.
0: Well, So how far back in Indiana's history do you find stories about music?
1: Well, I think as far back as you can look, there's stuff going back into the late 1800s and probably beyond that. Our focus has really been, at least for for the most part the vinyl era 1950 to 1990 just because that's in most people's memories or at least you know those of us of a certain age and there's a lot of documentation you can get from vinyl records. I owned record stores for about 20 years and I learned that there's good in every genre and I became a fan of just about everything. I'm pretty much a rock and roll kid and you know Kind of went from that into punk and new wave and progressive rock and things like that. But uh, I really like a little bit of everything, and I've become in later life a much bigger jazz fan than I ever have been.
0: The record stores that you owned, you said for a long time, where were they? What were they called?
1: Um, I had Missing Link Records uh, with a a partner in uh, Broad Ripple, and then that was uh, 1994 to 2008, I think it was. And then Irvington Vinyl on the east side uh, was uh, 2014 to 2018, and it continues with new ownership.
0: I'm told is coming back
1: oh it's it's way back in fact you know it still surprises me a bit but the you know the vinyl industry uh, continues to grow it's never going to be what it was in the 60s and 70s when it was the primary medium for acquisition of music but it is uh, much bigger than most people realize and the karma stores and all of the record stores stay pretty busy
0: amazing Indiana music stories uh, will be on display through the end of March tell us about some of those stories those artists in the exhibit it. The,
1: the Indiana State Library has six different cases, so we've decided to do a different topic for each of the six cases. So you have uh, Indianapolis Soul, which was is focused on the, the ni- late 1960s and into the mid-1970s. Um, you have the Jackson 5. You have uh, Indiana Avenue Jazz, which focuses, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. Star Jeanette out of Richmond, which was a, a groundbreaking company in the early days in 1920s. And then a a follow-up piece to that were called the Jeanette Suite, which is a a jazz piece that just was released by uh, Brent Wallerab and uh, his band, the Buscelli Wallerab Jazz Orchestra, honoring the Jeanette recordings of the 1920s. Um, And then we have uh, a case of Indiana rock, which includes punk and new wave. And then we have a case of country, which includes bluegrass and rockabilly.
0: Are you a collector?
1: Oh, yeah. That's where this all got started. Oh,
0: are some of these pieces your own pieces that are in the exhibits?
1: Technically, no. I've been in the process and finalized this in December of, of donating my entire Indiana music collection to the nonprofit. Oh. So they were mine. Um, I collected them, and uh, now they belong to the nonprofit.
0: What are some of your treasures?
1: Gosh, I still have a few thousand LPs and a few thousand 45s of, of all types. Probably particularly treasure some of my, outside of Indiana, we're speaking now, some of my German rock stuff that I I collected from the early 70s, which is is something I I really like. There's just so much. You know, I I no longer can point to favorites. I I appreciate music of all genres, and I've hung on to that, which still speaks to me the most.
0: Why is this so important and why that this exhibit is really important for everybody to see?
1: Well Hoosiers are funny, you know, we, we I'm sure you guys talk about this all the time on WIBC. We we just kinda have this aweshucks mentality that not much has ever happened here except sports. <laughs> we remember every you know, we remember the fourth string quarterback from nineteen eighty five. Right. But we don't remember the great musicians, and I'm not picking on sports. But you know, we think that Indiana's music history is, you know, stacks up with any states. And you know, the problem is that most of our best musicians uh, moved on from Indiana, and that's still happening because there are bigger opportunities in the large cities uh, where the music industry is is biggest. So it's we just think it's important for us to know our own culture and and appreciate and it goes well beyond music i mean you could say this about you know about literature you can say this about poetry you could say this about science just about any field indiana just has always contributed mightily its citizens are intelligent and innovative and creative and they just don't get credit and yeah. so this is you know our choice of indiana music is we, we want to we want people to get credit for what they've done
0: again this is going to be on display through the end of March. It's called Amazing Indiana Music Stories, and it's at the State Library located on Ohio Street. Rick Wilkerson is with us, the executive director of the Entertainment Foundation. What's that? What is the Entertainment Foundation?
1: Well, it's the official nonprofit. profit uh, We started out uh, kind of having a slightly broader scope. We were covering broadcasting and film and might still, but at the, about a year ago, we decided that almost all of our work and energy and my passion was music. So we decided to, to uh, create the Indiana Music History Project so that people would really understand what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Entertain, entertainment is a very broad word. So... It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But we really are all about Indiana music.
0: Amazing Indiana music stories organized by the Indiana Music History Project and our friend Rick Wilkerson, the executive director of the nonprofit Indiana Entertainment Foundation managing the Indiana Music History Project. If people would like to know more, do they need to go to the library's website or where would they go, Rick?
1: Uh, The best best place to find us uh, is on Facebook as well as uh, our website, which is indianafound.org. You can start there and jump off to the various other projects that we're doing. Okay.
0: Thank you, Rick, so much. We appreciate it. Happy New Year, and everybody, I hope you get a chance to see this exhibit, again, going through the end of March. While I was talking to Rick, I was thinking about some of the great bands, local bands of the 70s and 80s, and uh, Roadmaster came to mind, Faith Band, uh, Rods and Cones, P.S. Dump Your Boyfriend, remember? (laughs) <laughs> Oliver Syndrome, of course, Henry Lee Summer, Jimmy Ryder, just a ama- you know, just so many really great um, artists that and bands that didn't go beyond Indianapolis, I don't think. But anyway, that, that was my those were my memories of bands in the 70s and 80s here locally in Indianapolis.